0: We are back for another episode of Touch Them All. I'm your host, Haig McDaniel, alongside me, as always, the Latino Lady Magnet himself, Mr. Jose Del Rio. It's been a few weeks. We had we decided to take some time off, kinda let the first month of the season play itself out. And it has played itself out into an interesting into an interesting manner so far. There has been a lot of good, but there's also been a lot of bad that we're going to discuss tonight. I mean, we're going to talk about teams that have overachieved, teams that have underachieved, and we're going to talk about a certain topic in baseball that is very controversial throughout social media, the dead-end balls that have decreased the amount of home runs this season. Jose and I are going to dig into that and a whole lot more. Jose, we're back this week. Here to talk a little bit of the first month in review. man. What are, you, what, what are your thoughts so far as this season has, I guess, about 30 to 32 games have been played. Well, what are your thoughts so far and, um, about the 2022 season?
1: Um, it's, be, it's been fun. It's been fun because things have kind of uh, – it's not the same storyline as last year. Things, there's a lot of differences. It's good to see that. Of course, our team is not where we want them to be. Yeah, it's early. So right. anything we talk about today uh can change, you know, just like our predictions that yeah. we did last I year. Agree. But but you know, uh the Yankees are on top on the on the NL or AL East and the Mets are on top here on the East on the national side. Side. So that's kinda crazy. Uh there for a while. The Angels were doing but they're still doing pretty good. Uh yeah. I think the for first or maybe second now, but uh, a lot of interesting things happening. Um, and it's good. It's good to see baseball back, of course. And I like the storylines changing. I mean, it's like every season. There's something that's going to change. Um, a lot of really standout players or players that are coming out to the scene uh, that, you know, that I'm really like to watch. Of course, yeah. Otani's a lot of fun to watch out there still crushing the ball. Uh, we've had a cup. Comp- Is it one no hitter that we had? We've had well, we had the combined no hitter uh, for the Mets and
0: Phillies, and then we had um the no hitter was it Tuesday night with the Angels against the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's been it's been impre- I mean, we've seen a little bit of everything so far in the first thirty-two games.
1: Yeah, there it's been it's been good. Um, I like it, and uh, it's good things to come. I think in the future, a lot of young players. That are just kind of making their stories out there really good. Yeah, um, absolutely. I'm excited. I'm excited to see kind of where we're going to be uh, come the All Star break. Where team Where all these, you know, surely one of these uh, one of these teams will, uh, um, you know, things will change. I, one, oh, yeah. one. You were we were talking in the pre show, but one team that's kind of surprising what's happened with the Red Sox kind of just really yeah. slump. I did not expect that. I did not expect. Case, I thought they'd be up there battling.
0: Yeah, I did too. Um, the fact that they're sitting in last place right now behind the Orioles. I know I, when we were talking pre-show about who we were going to talk about tonight, the Red Sox were going to be a huge a, a, a huge topic of conversation. Um, yeah, man. that. I mean, we saw them this week. They beat us on Tuesday night. Of course, you're going to win a game every now and then when you're struggling, but they beat us on Tuesday night. But then last night, they came out and jumped to a 3-0 lead against the Atlanta Braves, and they ended up blowing it. Um, I mean, but it was it was a very good ball game. I I I, I think the 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 Braves Red Sox matchup this past week. Uh, you look at the records right now, and you think um, yes, both teams have gotten off to a very disappointing start. Um, there's no doubt about that, and I'm not going to hide that I've been a little frustrated with how the Braves have started out, especially coming off a World Series. And maybe that's part of it. Maybe it's part of a, a young group. That has come out to play and thinking, okay, we're world champions. We have to play like world champions. No, you gotta play. You gotta play the way you played when you and how it got you there, if that makes sense. So, it. it I think. I mean, I don't know what's going on in that locker room, but it's looked like the last few weeks it started to turn around. They got a split with the very hot New York Mets team um, in New York. You you can't complain about that. You cannot complain about getting split in New York, especially against a red-hot Mets team right now. Um, and then they got, they came home and took two out of three from a very good Milwaukee Brewers team, a very good pitching staff. I was at the game Saturday night um, and was treated to a, a, a very entertaining pitcher's duel. I, I mean, I, I love to see the offensive outbursts during games. But man, I cannot complain about seeing a very—it it was a very good baseball game all around on Saturday night, um, and I, I said it after the game that it was probably the closest you're going to get to a postseason atmosphere in the month of May, um, when the Braves were playing the Brewers. And man, it was—it was just you knew one, one little scenario, one little at bat was gonna was gonna change the course of the game, and it did. And thankfully, it went in our favor. Um, and in that, I want to talk. You were talking about young players that have been come, uh, that have been bursting at the scenes. Ronald Acuna has come back finally um, earlier than expected. That was very that was a very pleasant surprise. And um, man, he started out a little cold, but the last week or so, he has really picked it up. And so, Braves fans are getting really excited about that. And I think that'll be a key um, a, a key. Uh, contributor to turning this season around. Um, Ronald Acuna is the heart and soul of this Braves lineup. He is I mean uh, he plays the game like a kid, like any kid would. It's fun to see him out there. He's a -a once-in-a-lifetime talent and um, I think he's going to be a key contributor to the Braves turnaround. But anyway, we were talking about the Braves and the Red Sox earlier. Both teams are. I I think they're both too good to be this bad all season long. Um, the Red Sox have Devers. They have Bogarts. They have Trevor Story, who's going to get war- warmed up. Apparently he got warmed up after Chip Carey constantly kept saying he was getting, he was, he was off to a cold start. Uh, all, all you need to do is get hot. I mean, when you're struggling is you just need to come to Atlanta and let Chip Carey talk about how bad you've been struggling because then <laughs> your season will turn around right away. Um, but that's a whole topic for another day. But anyway, these two teams play again in August and Jose, I like to make predictions. I like to make bold predictions. I can guarantee you these two teams are going to be, uh, I don't want to say guarantee you, but I can almost 95% assure you that these two teams aren't going to be struck or are going to be about what we expected them to be. Come August. Uh, when, when they meet at Fenway, at at Fenway for a few in in a two game series. Um, I think these teams will be on their way to a playoff spot. There's, remember, there's six teams this year. So you got all you got to do is be one of the six best teams in the American International League. And I think both of these teams are, um, are top six material in their respective leagues. So I think come August, we'll see a little bit more of a different matchup than we did this week.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, people have to remember that. You know, whether your team is down in the dumps or uh surging, you know, a lot can change a lot. A lot can happen. I keep saying that. I know it's not like a broken record, but absolutely. And the talent is there for, for a team like the Red Sox. Um oh, yeah. You know, it just takes that spark. Baseball's a long game. So, um and, and they and I really like their their young, young talent they have. Devers <laughs> I mean that dude's a star. Yeah. Uh, in many respects, he was my prediction
0: for MVP at the end, at the beginning of the season, at, at the end of the season preview, too.
1: Yeah, that's right. I remember that. Yeah. So, uh, it, you know, it's only a matter of time that that team goes, and and that's good. And I, I, I did wonder what you were talking about the dead ball, what effect it's had on pitching staffs. Uh, maybe not pitching, but in some of these lineups across baseball, you know. Things are not happening as they should or as planned. You know, right. I, I don't know what effect that that has happened on the league, but of course, you know the commissioner or their wonderful staff decided this year. You know, last year we had a bunch of home runs. Let's just go ahead and do the opposite the next year. Why not? Why not just play around with the game? We've already and screwed it, has, it. It has been terrible. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, that's not that can't be good for the game. No, it's who am not. I to say?
0: It's not. It's not good for the game. People live to see the long ball. People live to see the long ball. And now you've got to hit it. you got to get about every stitch of it for it to even go out. Matt Olson last night in the game, any other season, that ball would have been 450 feet opposite field for Matt Olson, But instead it falls right in front of the wall. He got a, he got a double out of it and it tied the game, which Matt Olson has been a doubles machine this year, probably because of the dead balls. But, um, but, uh, but yeah, any other time that's a home run and the Braves would have taken the lead. But, um, but yeah, man, you just see things like that. I mean, players that have been affected by it, I think Adam Duvall's been affected by it too. I mean, normally by this point you're seeing Adam Duvall hit about seven or eight home runs. He's only hit two this year. And he is, he's really been struggling. But I think when he does hit the ball, it it's a little bit different because Adam Duvall is a, is a power or strikeout kind of hitter. He's either going to hit you – a four hundred eighty-six foot long or long ball, or he's going to strike out three times a game. There's no in between with Adam Duval, and I, I I think that's been the struggle with him. Is these baseballs are awful, and it it's got to be fixed, or else or or else this is going to be a long season of misery. Um, when it comes to that, you're going to see numbers down. I know you and I were looking at numbers before the game. The highest that the the league leader in home runs right now is Aaron Judge with ten. And I think Jordan Alvarez in the Astros also has 10. But after that, I mean, Rizzo has nine. And then it's just like, I mean, there's not a lot of – there's a lot of key names that don't have a lot of home runs. Bryce Harper is sitting on six right now, which, I mean, six home runs in 30 games, you're hitting, what, one every five – one every fifth game, um, which that means you're – Hello? Difficulties there and uh, we, uh, we lost each other there for a second with our connection. I think we have a fix now, but anyways, we were talking about the dead balls early uh, before our technical difficulties occurred and um, but and how it has affected the game. We were talking about guys like Freddie Freeman and and only having three home runs being on track to hit only 15 this year. And to me, I think that's absurd to think about. I don't think that's going to happen. I think they will hit more, but it's inexcusable that, you know, we're not seeing more long balls this year, Jose. It, it really is. It drives me crazy. And it, it's really taking some of the excitement out of the game. Now, granted, it didn't affect Orlando Garcia last night, but it has affected many other players. And you're not seeing the excitement. You're not seeing, you know, players when they hit a home run, you're not seeing them admire it as much because they don't know if it's going to go out of the ballpark. I mean, it looks like it's going to for about 450 feet. And then it turns around and it's gonna just drop right at the warning track. I mean, they say warning track power is a thing. Warning track towers and dead baseballs definitely create a lot of or ruin a lot of uh, big moments in the game of baseball.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, we know that fans or the popularity of the sport has to do with 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 the live ball. I guess you could say. You know, right? Um, not a lot of people go to watch a pitching duel. You know, and it, and I like pitching duels, but it's also can, you know, can really make the game seem slow. Right. Uh, but uh, anyway, I, we'll see. Maybe, maybe, maybe baseball changes at midseason. <laughs> that would be crazy now, especially how things have gone. I'm curious to see how it's affected overall teams. Um, and, you know, it's not an excuse anymore. You have to adjust the game. Baseball is a game of adjusting. You're just going to have to adjust and go with what, you know, what you got and, um whichever team obviously can do that uh, or is not affected by it, then they'll then do well. Um, but I, I like to see what's happening out West in the national league West, as we had mentioned in our, our last episode, it was going to be very, uh, very competitive and it has been probably yeah. more competitive than this start of the season than last. So it's cool to see that. I love to see competition in baseball, especially in the month of May.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, who would have thought we'd be sitting here talking about all five teams internationally was being over 500. But, yes, that includes the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Colorado Rockies, who Jose and I have massively criticized over in previous shows. I've, I've been very critical of the Arizona Diamondbacks and how, just how bad I think they are. Um, but, I mean, they, they might not have necessarily the players, but, I mean, they're doing something right out there. I mean, I know, it's your, I know sitting in fourth place, isn't ideal necessarily, but you look at some of the other divisions; they might be in first place in another division with that record. They're three games over five hundred, and I mean they're they're playing decent baseball to start the season. Um, they're on track to win right now about eighty five games. Now, will that hold up? I don't know, but I mean, you got if you're if you're the Arizona Diamondbacks, you got to be excited about something, and your fans have to be excited about something. Right now, you're you're winning baseball games, and that that's that's what you got to do to get fans in the seats, and there have not been a lot of fans in the seats in Arizona in the past uh, three, four years, and, I mean, maybe now's the time. I mean, you, just, you never know. I mean, granted, they're probably not going to make the playoffs because they're in such a competitive division, but, I mean, you win, like I said, you you win baseball games, the rest will take care of itself. Maybe something will happen. Maybe something will fall into place. I don't see the Dodgers necessarily losing any ground because once one superstar goes down, they'll just pick up another one. But, I mean, you, you just never know what's going to happen. If, if the Diamondbacks can just stay consistent and win baseball games, I mean, you, you, you just got to take care of your own business and everything else to take care of itself.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, what if they're the – of last year who everyone wrote them off and, uh, you know, even this year they're doing good. So – yeah. Um, it, you know, it just—it's a matter of again, the game of baseball is so long, so um, you just gotta win one at a time, and you just don't know. And you, when you have these rookie teams per se, that can also be a huge advantage in the sense that no one else knows who you know uh, too much about your team or right. what your pitcher has. And yeah, that's, uh, the,
0: that's been the thing too with the um, the game. I mean, I. I've, laugh every time I hear Chip Carey and Jeff Francoeur and any broadcaster talk about, oh, the game has changed. But it has changed a lot, especially in the form of technology. I mean, you have a kid coming up to make his Major League debut. None of your players have ever seen this guy pitched before. They have no... I mean, all they have on him is minor league film that you can go back and watch the night before the game. And... I mean, we saw it with Bryce Elder in his major league debut and we saw it with the Cincinnati Reds pitcher Hunter Green in his debut. He's probably been one of the only bright spots of the Cincinnati Reds so far to start the season. They were, I mean, mowing people down and pitching good ball games and I mean, it was both of their major league debuts because neither team had any idea how to approach this kid, these kids and I mean, it, it happens to work out very well. Now, granted, two, three times through the order, you can start to figure them out, but you get five, six innings into the game and you haven't figured this pitcher out, you're you're running out of time and you're running out of opportunities um, once the bullpen comes out. I mean, after six innings, five, six innings, these kids are pulled, bullpen comes out, and now you got to get completely change your approach for a whole new pitcher. So, I mean, sometimes it, it seems like we have seen more of that this year that the um, rookie pitchers are having a lot of success that first two or three games. Um, now it's just being able to sustain that and um, seeing, seeing where it goes from there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's early. So teams that can build up on that early success can, can, can really go deep. And again, that's really why I like the game of baseball. It's, it's the, you know, it's a, a game marathon. Of,
0: it, you and i are both runners it's a marathon not a
1: sprint correct yeah and a lot has to go right and there's yeah. a lot of building blocks to get there and that's that's the beauty of it yeah. uh, and it's exciting to see some of these teams that have that potential to break through right. uh, that that weren't expected and at the same time you're looking at teams that are big you know that were doing really well last year that are kind of struggling what's going to happen there what adjustments right. can they make uh and I you know in many ways I think our team is that way. Uh as much as it's early. I know it's early to say I'm definitely not counting them out. Absolutely not. But one must be critical of their team uh oh, yeah. things are not going well. So they're not going as we wanted to. Uh but you know it's early. There's a lot of teams to play. Um and you know, hopefully teaches our team something. Um we're not obviously we're not the same team as last year in, in the sense that we don't have every player from last year, and you have a long offseason. Things are going to change, yep. So it takes a while to get to get players back into their full potential. Uh, it's a very baseball is also really streaky, right? As right. good as something can go, just as, that's just you know you can go bad for a while too. You can uh, win
0: seven or zero and turn around and lose seven in a row.
1: That's right. Yep. And they have no explanation. You know, I, I keep seeing them. Uh, let's not pick on the Mets. It's like, uh, which uh, the Yankees, they were going, they put they have 10 straight wins in a row, and people are talking about how unstoppable they were and all that. It's like, you know, that's great. And I'm not going to trash talk their success in that, but what does that have to do in the long term? You know?
0: Yeah. I mean, exactly. And I mean, we can talk about that with the Mets too. I mean, everybody's already saying this Mets team is built for something special. Guys, I mean, come on. We've said that about a lot of teams in the past in April and May. I mean, trophies aren't handed out in April and May. They're handed out in October, November. Um, So, I mean, there's still a long way to go. Anything can happen. Injuries happen all the time. Do the Mets look good? Yes. And could they possibly get better? Yes, because Jake DeGrom has not returned yet. Um, He just got uh, moved to the 60-day IL recently. So, I mean, things are going to – I mean, but things can happen. We, I mean, and who's to say Jake Degrom's going to be a hundred percent when he returns? Um, but uh, we were talking about the Braves. Let's talk about the Braves a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I'm a little bit disappointed with the start. Ask, I mentioned that earlier in the show, and I've talked about that off air several times. But, and I know you can't. We can't talk about last year because this might the same result might not happen. Uh, and I and I understand that because I mean, there's 30 other teams. It's hard to win back-to-back World Series. It's very, very hard to do that. Baseball is probably one of the hardest sports to win win back-to-back. Actually, I don't know. There's a lot of sports that teams struggle. I mean, look at the NFL. I mean, other than the Patriots in 03-04, that's the last last team to repeat. Um, Baseball, I mean, it's hard to repeat. College football is hard to repeat. So it's hard to repeat in sports in general. Um, But – I mean, I, I do think the Braves are a playoff team. You look at this roster, they are very, very deep. Um, Matt Olsen, I know he's not Freddie Freeman, and people have been complaining about him, but he's going to get hot again. He's, he's start, he was on the up last night, um, or this series against the Red Sox, period. I mean, he's hitting the ball hard. Um, Austin Riley, I mean, off to a hot start, but he's been struggling a little bit here recently. Um, you just got Acuna back, who has been adding a little bit of a spark to this lineup. And then you've got some guys who um, you didn't expect to get a lot of production from or you didn't even expect to, to see um, and up in the big league program you got, or at the big league organization. you got Travis DeMerit dude. He's been – I mean, he's making the most of his opportunity. You talk about a kid that has shown up and showed out. Um, Travis DeMerritt has definitely been one of those guys. And, I mean, I remember when we had him in 2018, I believe it was, and in Gwinnett we traded him to the Tigers in the Shane Green deal and I mean let, let's talk I mean look, you want to take a step back and look at a few things Shane Green is now down in AAA in, uh, in the Dodgers organization and Travis DeMerrit is back with the Braves and also the guy other guy we traded for Shane Green Joey Wentz just made his major league debut last night with the Tigers so I think the Braves ended up – that trade ended up working out fairly well for the Braves short-term. And um, now they've got the merit back, and Shane Green is all of a sudden sitting in AAA, uh, which is something we never thought we'd talk about. But anyway, uh, but another key – but another – the one thing that bothers me the most about the Braves right now, it's a particular player, and hmm. – um, I'm sure you know where I'm going with this. Yes, it, it's. I mean, we talked about the controversy a lot in the seat in the build-up to the season, and he started out hot this year. And I'm like, all right, he's back. Like he's going to be a key part of our success this year. And since in the last three weeks, man, Marcel Azuna has been dead. Like it's quiet every night. He, he, I mean. Swinging at first pitches, popping them up. I mean, just, and he's, it, it almost looks like he just has the one of the laziest approaches in all of the game. Like, you know who he reminds me of? Who?
1: Come on, yeah. just Popping bubble gum, just swinging.
0: I, dude, I was saying that the other day. I'm like, oh my gosh, do we have, I, I thought we got rid of Johan. It was, I was at the game the other night. And it was the first pitch ground grounder to third. And I literally yelled, I thought we got rid of Camargo. And everybody in the stadium, of course, stared at me. But, I mean, it's true. Somebody behind me goes, yeah, I agree. I thought we got rid of that. Um, I mean, dude, it's, it's, it's bad. It's frustrating to watch. My dad was over at my, over at my place last night. We were watching the game for a little bit. It was 3-3, three to three, and I think it was in the eighth inning. And I forget who was on base. I think it might have been Darno, or uh, – no, it wasn't Ozzy. It was either Darno or Riley had gotten on base. It was Riley because Riley got hit by, had gotten hit by a pitch. And Marcel Azuna came up, and I looked at my dad, and I said, first pitch, he's going to swing at the first pitch and pop it straight up. And lo and behold, he popped it straight up to center field and it ended the inning with two – there were two outs and it ended the inning. I'm like, he's so predictable. He's very predictable in how he's going to, how he does things. And I mean, a lot of people were wanting him gone after his uh, domestic violence arrest. And man, at this point, I mean, what can you do with him? You've got a big contract. You're stuck with this guy for at least the next two years now. I mean, unless you can find the team to take him. That's the problem is who is going to take him in that baggage if we do decide to part ways with him, and what are we going to get in return for him? Yeah. It's, it, it's a very frustrating situation.
1: Well, you're right. The second point is probably the hardest is what are we going to get for him, uh, especially because he's struggling now. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, there's not a lot. The, you know, you got to hold hope because what if he turns out to be the guy uh, from last year, what did he do against the Red Sox? Is it three home runs in one game?
0: In 2020, then, yeah. I mean, we're hoping that he turns out to be 2020. Marcelo uh, there.
1: Well, that's true. Yeah. Sorry. That was 2020. Yeah. I keep getting all these years. Oh, I know. All together. Especially with. Anyway, he. he and even last year before the whole thing happened, he was good. He was um, getting hot.
0: Yeah. He was warming up there.
1: Yeah. He was. And then this happened. So who knows? Is this a part of. Us just slow because we usually always start slow. Yeah. Um, that's that, a that's normal, I guess, yeah. for us. It's gonna be some time. I will say the bullpen's not bad, they're doing good.
0: Bullpen has been very good, yeah. Tyler is struggling right now, but dude, AJ Minter has been, and I don't want to jinx him. I hope I, I mean, once this <sighs> releases and he comes out, I hope he I hope I'm, we're not talking here in the next week or two. And I'm sitting here saying, what's wrong with A.J. Mincher? But, dude, A.J. Mincher has been absolutely solid. Um,
1: well, he was, you know, he's continuing his work from the playoffs last year. Yeah. Um, so, that's, that's good to see. And I have some hope in our starting, uh, you know, starting lineup. Kyle uh, Wright sorry. had a
0: disappointing start on Tuesday night. But, dude, yeah. uh, it, I, I'm still very optimistic about Kyle Wright. Um, I think, you know he had a disappointing start, but he was able to still gather himself and at least finish the outing out in a decent manner. And it now, now it's going to be the true test when he comes out and pitches, I believe probably in the next road trip is when he's going to pitch again. But I mean, we're going to see if, uh, if the old Kyle, if it's got back to the old Kyle Ryder, if it's uh, if Kyle Wright has turned the corner and, I'm optimistic that he has. I mean, he wasn't missing by much. The Red Sox has had one really good inning. And, I mean, you're going to have those every now and then. And people wanted to – I mean, here's the thing. When the Braves are struggling, people – people that listen to this show, when the Braves are struggling, don't go on Twitter. Just don't. Just don't go on Twitter. Don't don't look at (laughs) the comment section and Dave O'Brien's tweets, Mark Bowman's tweets, any Braves analyst. Do not go on their Twitter page when the Braves are struggling or when the game is going bad for the first inning and a half because it will literally eat at your brain and eat at your soul and co- give you anxiety like you've never had before. I mean, you just, I mean, you, you feel so much dumber after reading some of their posts. And I'm calling out Braves Twitter right now. Um, you, you just feel like you've lost three or four brain cells. When you read a few tweets from Braves fans, and you well,
1: know, people do that. Things go wrong, everybody starts pointing fingers. You didn't see that when we were deep into the World Series. Uh, well, even then, even then, you know. Uh, yeah. So, people are just negative. I mean, yeah. you take anything in life. Uh, you know, we can take with the you know the stock market going down now, and you know, hear everybody going all bonkers about it. Just chill out. Take it slow. Right. This is not the end of the world. It's going to be all right. You're right. People are just... I'm sure... I I don't read it because of that, because I am sure there's people already counting us out. We're done. We're going to rebuild. I'm sure that's out there.
0: And here's the thing. I'm competitive. I want to win just as much as anybody. Jose, you know that. I love winning. I loved it last year when we were... when we won the World Series. I was riding high off that for five, almost six months. But... I'm a competitive guy, and I get frustrated. I say things sometimes in the moment that frustrate, because I'm frustrated because this team hasn't been performing well. I mean, when we lost that doubleheader against the Mets a few weeks uh, last week, I was saying all kinds of things that I didn't necessarily mean, but I was frustrated in the moment because the team was struggling. They weren't hitting the ball, they weren't scoring when they got on base. But I mean, you're gonna go through that. You got to go. Someone said the other day on Twitter. Yeah, the Braves are just going through the motions right now. Sometimes you got to go through the motions. you got to grind it out. It's a 162-game season. That's one thing I admire about Brian Snicker. He used to drive me crazy, but now I kind of admire him up for it. He doesn't really change much unless a change is absolutely needed. And, I mean, he, he still had – until last night, he still had Ozuna in the four hole, moved him down to the five spot. Um, he made a few changes in the lineup last night because Acuna was out. But, I mean – Until then, he had – before then, though, he had not made any changes and because he believes that these guys can work out of it. And, I mean, it worked last year. And, I I mean, who are we to question – who are we to really question Brian Snicker right now? Because, I mean, he made some moves in the postseason that got us to the World Series and that won us the World Series. I mean, I will never forget him pinch-hitting Arcia for Ian Anderson after five innings and – yeah, in, the, in Game Six of the NLCS, and yep. look how that worked out. I mean, Rosario hits a three-run shot. This happens to be the game changer, and it happens to be what sends us to the Fall Classic. So I'm not going to sit here and question Brian Snicker for a few years. He he's he's got about a two-year pass from me right now.
1: Um, <laughs> well, so... and here's the thing: it's all a chance, right? You know, I said this in the in the prediction show: it's all a chance. He could have right. easily not done that with Arcia, and it and it fell on him, or it's just a chance and it worked, and he's a hero. So, right. and I said this about uh, Alex uh, uh, with all the trade moves. Everybody's saying he's a genius. It just was a chance that it worked out. You know yeah. what he did was not really on paper at the time as a genius move. It just worked out. Things clicked. Yeah. Of course. I'm not saying that he that he just it he just he's not smart or you know or any of that. What I am saying is it's a chance that he took, and I'm glad he took that chance and it worked out. But the yeah. same thing could have happened. This could have not worked out either. Yeah. So I do think that we need to be critical at some point, but not to the point where we are calling. You know, already I, I don't know what's going on on Twitterverse. People already you know going after the. Brian Snitker or even the general manager. Like, people just need to calm down. It's early. Yep. Anybody can get hot. I mean, just think about this. Our, our, our um, pitching, uh, you know, our starting uh, pitching that we have, they, they can go lights out, and, you know, that's good. What if our – bat? you know, what if we start hitting really well? It doesn't yep. matter what's going on there. Things just can start clicking real quick. And, honestly, we're not in an awful spot. We're still in second place. Right. Um, and, and I'm just speaking in terms of the Braves – Take any team in the league that is just within striking distance, or even a Red Sox that's down in their last place. It's April. Just win right. fifteen in a row. Not even fifteen in a row. You know, just go six, seven hundred there for a, a streak, and yeah. you're you're number one. You know. I mean,
0: we we've been looking at it. I looked at it the other day, and I think the last the last nine games. I want to say. I I don't know. Um it's hard to say but I think it was like I looked at the last five or six games and I think the Braves were three and two four and two something like that all you got to do is win four out of every six games and I mean you look at it if you win four out of every six games here for about a month straight you're gonna you're gonna be sitting all right you're gonna be sitting in a decent position um I mean it's just the nature of the game It, it don't have to get on a necessarily a a hot, hot streak. The Braves did that last year. I mean, they won, they had a nine-game winning streak, and they had a six-game winning streak there at the end of the season, which they rode into the postseason. And happened. we all, we all know the story from there. Um, so, I mean, you just got to get hot at the right time. That, that's all that it is. And the Braves have a history of getting hot at the right time. Now, they haven't won the World Series all those all those years, but they have been a very consistent contender over the last four to five years. Um, it You just got to get hot at the right time. And, I mean, the right time to get hot is not May 12th, honestly. I mean, it, there's no way – I say there's no way you can stay that hot from May 12th to October or whatever the end of the season is. But, I mean, anything can happen, but if you – I would rather be hot in August or late July, early August and ride that into the September October stretch than get hot in May and be limping into October. So, I mean, you just, like I said, you just got to get hot at the right time. It's all about momentum. And honestly, you, I keep saying it, you just got to be one of the six teams. I know people are like, oh, well, we want we want home field advantage. The Braves didn't have home field advantage last year and the NLDS or in the World Series. They had it in the NLCS, but um, they didn't have it in the NLDS or in the World Series. They were the three-seed. So, and, I, Jose, again, I, I think it worked out pretty well for the Braves in the postseason last year. So, yeah. I mean, I don't care where we're seeded. As long as we have momentum at that point, I trust it. once Charlie Morton gets going, which I, I believe he will, um, once he gets rolling, I mean, you're going to have Max Free, Charlie Morton, and hopefully a completely reestablished Kyle Wright in the postseason. And I do believe they will get a, another pitcher at the deadline. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be a, necessarily a veteran pitcher. And it doesn't have to be an ace. Yeah. Um, it, I think, but I think they can get a solid four or five pitcher, left-handed pitcher, that can help this team. And let's not forget, Mike Soroka is supposed to come back probably right around the All-Star break, if not after. Um, so the Braves are going to be all right. I mean, your your pitching staff is going to be all right. We hope that Mike Soroka. It's like I said about Jake Degrom earlier. You don't know if he's going to be the same, but you hope. You can hope, and you can pray. That Mike Soroka will, the the real Mike Soroka will make a return. Um, time will tell, but uh, but I mean it's it's too early to hit the panic button in Atlanta. It really is, and um, I think the best is yet to come this season.
1: You know, all the all any team at this point, all you got to do is just be average, and you'll right. be all right. Yep, uh, don't fall too far behind. Just be average; you're going to be all right. Yep. Uh, I have bad news for Dodgers fans who want to win 110 games and win the World Series. It doesn't matter what you do in the regular season as long as you get in. Because right. for anybody out there, the record's reset after that. Yes, there's home field advantage and all that. Okay, whatever. What I'm saying is you just got to get in. And you have to kind of develop your players throughout the season. You know, it. Right. it it's like last year, you know, the – uh, you know, pick any player; they weren't the same player at the end of the season than they were at the beginning. Most of them weren't. You know, right? They either they improved. Most of obviously the Braves players improved, but you know, it, it's it's a long again. Back to my old point: it's a long game, so just right. a lot can go wrong and a lot can go right. But you just hope it's somewhere down in the middle. Uh, and it just gets really competitive. I mean you think August, September, October baseball; those you got one or two game lead or whatever, you just got to be perfect in that. Well, not perfect. You just, that's where you really have to be, be able to punch hard. Um, and right now I think it's just, you have to develop these players and, um, you take any team that's struggling or could potentially struggle. You got to realize that it, it's a long season and there's a lot you have to, uh, work throughout the, the season, 162 games. Um, Teach those rookies, you know, how to hit in big spots. Throw right. them out there, make them work. Um, I think it's like, a, in a sense, April and May could kind of be like an extended spring training. You could, you could even argue. Obviously, yeah. games count, but you know, it is. What it, it, that's kind of how I see it.
0: And you know, we we have been tooting the Braves horn from last season. Let's let us let us take a few. Let, let, let's rewind it a little bit. Let's go back to two thousand nineteen. Um, World Series champions were the Na- Washington Nationals. That we're, we're approaching Memorial Day, about two weeks from Memorial Day. Um, the Nationals in 2019, around that time, of, around this time to that time of the year, were sitting at 19 and 31 in 2019 in the first 50 games, and they ended up getting a wild card spot in the playoffs. They just, I mean, they just got in by the skin of their teeth. One bad play for the Milwaukee Brewers in the wild card game, cost or won the Nationals the wild card game, and guess what? They didn't look back. They won the World Series. They had a great pitching staff. I mean, they were. I mean, they made the right moves at the deadline, and they won the World Series. So we we toot our own horn there. Let's talk. We I, I figured we would we could talk about another team real quick since we try to be as unbiased as possible on this show. So, But um, but you got to look back and talk about the 2019 Nationals, too. I mean, they had Juan Soto. They had all those guys. I mean, they had a really good team that um, doesn't get talked about enough because the Nationals haven't been as good since then. But that that 2019 Nationals team had a good run. And it's something that Nationals fans can hang their hat on for a little bit um, as they have been riding through a lot of struggles recently. Um, But... And, and, I mean, you hope – I mean, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Juan Soto leave the NL East in a few years unless he comes to Atlanta. But um, but if you're a Nationals fan, you hope and you pray that the end of Juan Soto's contract that he re, uh, will resign even though he just rejected a big deal apparently before the lockout that came out after the lockout. Um, but uh, But, man, yeah. You, you can't you, – you don't. Pennant's World Series, they're not one in April. They're not one in May. Um, they can be lost. They can be lost this time of year. But there's so much baseball left, Jose, that I'm not counting anybody out. I mean, uh, they're, they're – I mean, well, the Cincinnati Reds and the Pittsburgh Pirates, I'm counting out because they're just terrible. And um, probably the Baltimore Orioles. But um, even them right now, they're – I mean, they're ahead of the Red Sox, but – you know that's not going to last long, but anyway, uh probably we're approaching wrap up time. Um, thank you. We we will continue to update you guys and bring you more content. Like I said, it's been a little bit of a busy time in life for Jose and myself. Um, and uh, with ba- with the first month of the season, we didn't want to. Um, we wanted to kind of see where things were after a month into the season before we started uh, bringing out more podcasts. Um, we thought we had enough, uh, enough of an idea, enough of a sample size to bring you guys some content tonight. We will bring you guys more content soon. Uh, thank you guys for those that are going to tune into the show, and thank you all for being patient. Um, I know some people have texted me been like, when are you going to do another baseball show? We have one coming out probably tomorrow uh, on Friday. It'll be out probably tomorrow. Um, which would be Friday, May 13th, Friday the 13th. Maybe I shouldn't post it tomorrow. Actually. Um, <laughs> it's good luck. Yeah, maybe maybe it will bring good luck. But anyways, <laughs> thank you to those that have tuned in to the show and that are going to tune in to this episode. Uh, Jose, it was good to be back tonight and look forward to future podcasts. This has been another episode of Touch Them All. Everybody have a great night.